0: Take my hand and hold tight Those cloudy days, kiss now goodbye So hey mama, hey mama, hey Glowing even through the rain I promise you'll see better days All you need is a little faith Take my hand and we'll have a dance Just laugh with friends And we'll ride into the very end What's up y'all, welcome back to another episode of the My Sisters Glow Podcast Where we talk about all things faith all things motherhood and how we can grow together through sisterhood. I'm your host E. Mace. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are a repeated listener, what's up sis? Glad to have you back. So y'all, I am so excited because we are getting into one of my favorite topics today, which is about mental health. For those of you who don't know me, I am almost a master's level therapist. I am in school to become a therapist. I graduate May of 2021. Woo, woo, so excited to be almost done. But in the meantime, I have been interning, getting my hours in. So I've been learning more and more about mental health by actually being on the clinician side. And like, let me tell y'all, it has opened up a whole new can of worms for me because I knew about mental health because you know I was going to school for it. But when I'm in session and I'm like looking at these theories and putting them to work, it really comes alive for me. So I wanted to do a series here on the show because we need to talk about mental health, especially as mothers. Mental health is something that commonly goes untreated for mothers, especially black and brown mothers. So I actually found some statistics to support the um, necessity of us talking about this, um, this topic. So there's a website called minorityhealth.hs.gov, and that stands for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health. So um, some of the statistics that I saw were quite alarming. They're fairly new. I mean, 2000, these are like from 2016, 2017, which is just a couple years ago. Um, so this data is really relevant. But it says that poverty level and mental health status. Um, and African Americans living below the the poverty level, excuse me, as compared to those over twice the poverty level are twice as likely to report psychological distress. So like, let's just keep it real. Like when we look at like our projects and the ghettos or whatever, there are a lot of black and brown moms existing in that space. That's just the realities of it. Those moms are twice as likely to have some kind of psychological distress over their counterparts who do not live in these neighborhoods. In 2017, there was a suicide leading cause of death for African-Americans ages 15 to 24. It doesn't say whether it's male or female, but that is still a problem. The death rate for suicide in African-American men was four times greater than for African-American women in 2017. That's a problem. However, the the overall suicide rate for African-Americans is 60% lower than that of the white and Hispanic population, but African-American females grades nine to 12 were 70% more likely to attempt suicide in 2017 as compared to non-Hispanic white females of the same age. So when I look at this and I'm like, wow, like this is a problem across the board. I know I talked about males and I talked about some, um, age groups that aren't necessarily in, um, our, uh, populations as moms, but this, this is a family problem. This is a racial disparity. We need to talk about it. Why is it that people who are living in the projects, why are they more likely to have some sort of psychological distress? Why are our babies, right? Because remember, it says that 70% of African American females, grades 9 to 10, 9 through 12, they're more likely to attempt suicide than their white counterparts. Why is that? Like, what's going on? So when I think of that and I look at all these uh, statistics that are in front of my face, I'm like, okay, there's so many different moving parts. Like, first of all, um, is this have something to do with access to uh, mental health services? Is it have something to do with lack of education of mental health services? What What is the problem? Like, what's going on? And if it's affecting from the head of the family, talking about, you know, the parents, the adults in the family, all the way down to the children, this is a family issue. With that being said, I wanted to really get into this because I feel as though it is necessary for us to talk about it, y'all. We are not talking about our mental health, especially as mothers, um, quite enough. I know a lot of times as a mom, for me, I just keep on going because I'm a mom. (laughs) Like, honestly, just take take a second and think about when was the last time you've done something for you and you know what i'm not talking about taking a shopping trip all those Although those do feel really good. Okay. I'm not talking about going to get your hair done. And I'm not talking about going to get a pedicure. I'm talking about real self-care. If you are just now tuning into this podcast, go back to season one finale. Um, I did an um, interview with Ari and maybe I'll bring her back because this is so necessary. I did an interview with Ari on the importance of having like true self-care. And she talks about self-care from a perspective of really taking care of ourselves, not just doing things that feel good to us. I think that oftentimes as moms, we are that group of people that we, we put us on the back burner last, and we do it to ourselves. I don't think that our family intentionally uh, neglects us or, or our mental health. Excuse me, y'all. I got hiccups. This is really childish. Name it over recording. And with that being said, it just made me begin to think about how many times are we sacrificing ourselves thinking that it's for the betterment of our family but truly we're just neglecting ourselves so what I mean by that is, like I told y'all in the beginning of the show, like, I have been interning, so, you know, I'm seeing more things up close. You know, I've been in school, I've been in this program for three years, and we do a lot of things with working um, out, you know, different case scenarios. You do these different vignettes, and, you know, you get these case conceptualizations and everything, and you see it on paper, but it to be on paper and to actually see it play out before your own eyes is something completely different. And more times than not, I am sitting across from a person, um, whether that's a child or an adult who has ultimately been impacted by the decisions of their parents. So when you think about it in terms of the, uh, the, um, how things are passed down from our parents, think about like, what is it that you want to pass down to your children? I know for me, I definitely don't want to pass down um, anxiety to my children. I don't want to pass down unhealed trauma to my children. But more oftentimes than not, we do that. And it's not that we're doing it intentionally, but it's because we're not necessarily paying attention to what's right in front of us. And I think that our mental health is sometimes easier to ignore over our physical health because I think that it's easier to like stuff down or push away. I was talking to a friend the other night and you know she was just kind of like you know I never understood how you know you have people who react to their trauma in a sense of like listen I need help I'm gonna get help and then you have other people who are just like nah I ain't nope I ain't saying I'm not doing nothing and I began to explain to her that our brain Is literally designed to protect us. So you have people who um, are on one side of the coin, right? I know that something happened. I know it wasn't right. I need to talk to somebody. I need to get help. And that's how they look at themselves as like, listen, this is how I'm protecting myself. That's how their brain thinks. And then you have the other side of the coin where you have the people who stuff that down. No, it never happened. Or yes, it happened. And I'm not talking about it. It was a long time ago. I'm over it. I'm pushing it down, stuff, 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 stuff. The unfortunate thing about that side of the coin is that when you continue to stuff down things, habits, ways of thinking, um, you know, all in the name of you just want to be over it is, it's quite like an infection. You just stuff it down long enough. It will begin to touch and infect other areas of your life. And so this is why I really wanted to bring mental health to this platform to one, make it a normal conversation. It is okay to not be okay. And I know that that's super cliche. I know that we hear it and we see it everywhere, but like really, it's it's okay to not be okay. And we have to stop shaming mothers who need mental health services, whether that's a therapist, whether that's psychiatric services. I don't know what it is that you may possibly need, but we have to stop shaming ourselves as moms. We have to stop shaming other moms who need that help. And I just wanted to make this a comfortable space. So I'm gonna drop my email in the show notes because I wanna make this a conversation. I want you guys to email me all of your questions because I'm gonna get all hands on deck. I have some mental health professionals in my corner that I think will be really, really beneficial to our audience. So please email me your questions or your concerns about mental health. And even if it's not your mental health, the mental health of your children. A lot of times our kids are going through things um, developmentally that we don't understand. And we might just think our kids are being like going through a weird and crazy phase or something. But sometimes understanding that mental health component through all of that does help. So one of the things that um I'm gonna do is like I said I'm gonna have guests on the show for this series but I do want to hear from you guys as the audience. We have um consistent listeners I can see them on the, the back end side so I really want you guys to engage throughout this process. I want you guys to be sure to um give your input because it is so very necessary. Um, that we talk about this. And you know what, sometimes if we're just being real, the mental health may not necessarily come from you. But some of us are cleaning up from our parents' generation. We're cleaning up from our parents' parents' generation. And it really seems unfair. But it's like, what's the alternative? We keep letting it flow to our family. We don't take care of it. And now our kids got to deal with it. Like that ain't hot. That's not what's up. So yeah, y'all, this is the series that I want us to get into. And as always, I have found some scriptures to support it. And y'all know how I am. I'm down with Jesus on this show. That's just what it is. I often try to find almost everything I'm going through in the Bible, because I feel like we live in a world that is, everybody has an opinion, everybody has a theory, everybody has a thought process. And I'm like, God, sometimes I don't know what to believe, but I truly believe that the word of God is one thing that is sound and true consistently over time. So these are some um, verses that support God saying, this is how I interpret it. God is like, listen, get your mental health in check. So Philippians verse, uh, excuse me, chapter four, verse sixty-seven. This is one of my favorite verses. I use it on the show all the time. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made, be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. First Peter five and seven, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God gave us not the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So these are just a few uh, scriptures that I feel like, you know, God is saying, like, listen, you're going to feel anxious in this lifetime. You're going to feel fearful in this lifetime. Things are going to happen. They're going to overwhelm you. But find refuge in me find refuge in me. And I want to just say that just because I'm doing this series on mental health, I'm not by any means saying, sit down your faith. But what I am saying is that there is room for mental health in motherhood. There's room for mental health in faith. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture that says faith without works is dead. And I love that scripture because it um, lets me know that I can have faith in my father. Um, I can, Um, you know, trust that he's going to do what he needs me to do, but that also I need to um, not pull myself up, but just that I, if God has given me resources, it's okay to use them. So that scripture is James chapter two, verse 14. What does it profit my brethren? If someone says he has faith, but he does not have works, can faith save him? So This, I really, really love that scripture because it literally says like, it's okay to use the resources that God gives you. Therapists and mental health resources are God giving resources. Like he put people like myself and many other clinicians across the world On earth for a reason, He gave us this area of expertise for a reason. He graced us to be able to deal with this for a reason, so that we can not just refer back to His word for comfort, but we can work that thing out strategically. Every time we have a show, y'all, without fail, and if you again, if you're a first time listener, go back and listen. Every time we have a show, I always talk about how to think, how to approach things spiritually, because I truly believe that the Bible is my foundation but also how to approach things strategically in a practical way. And that's what this series is about. So listen, homework, y'all. This is what I want y'all to do till next week when we have our first guest. I want you to think about what it is that you do for self-care. And remember, self-care is about take truly taking care of yourself, not just doing things that feel good for you, but taking care of yourself. For me, going to therapy is my self-care. And so listen, as much as I love my therapist, Therapy don't always feel good, but it's what's good for me. So I want y'all to think about that over this following week. I want y'all to think about what it is you're doing for self-care. And I want you to implement at least one thing to do for yourself for self-care. Truly, truly take care of yourself. Stop putting yourself on the back burner. All right, mamas, that's my time for today. Please, please, please shoot me your emails about the... Um, or your questions or your concerns surrounding mental health and go to the my sister's glow website we have the melanin mama boxes on the website for sale these are all items it's like a um, a mom self-care box that can be shipped directly to your door this is not to be a replacement of a mental health professional or a therapist but this is a reminder and a tool that you can and need to take care of yourself all right i love y'all peace